This is Gil Manser welcoming you to join us at the table for a very tasty word-by-word conversations with writers episode on North Bay Public Media, KRCB-FM. Tasty because we are featuring an insider's look at the newly released Mary's Italian Family Cookbook. This book is testament to the talent and tenacity of the woman who started it all, Mary Fazio. With her life savings in hand, at the age of 46, Mary opened the original Pizza Shack in Boys Hot Springs, a Sonoma County-based business that now has, I believe it's 17 Mary's? Uh, 19. 19 Mary's Pizza Restaurants. I was corrected by Cully. The cookbook is authored and taste-tested by Mary's children and grandchildren, Tota Albano and Cully and Terry Williamson. And the book's marketing group manager, Laura DiPietro, joins us to offer insights on how the book was put together. The entertaining and colorful cookbook has more than 90 recipes interwoven with an engaging story of how Mary's Pizza Shack came to be. There are reminiscences of Mary's childhood in San Francisco and how she learned to cook from her father, a fisherman who lived there in the 1920s. To spice things up a bit, there are historical and modern black and white and color photos of family and friends. In addition, Paige Green's exquisite food photography invites you to savor the authentic Italian flavors of each dish, just as if Mary herself were preparing it for your family. Okay, so just a sec here. I've got to get the right name. So Toto, Cully, Terry, and Laura, I want to welcome you to Word by Word. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. So I've got to ask, who came up with the idea for a cookbook? I think that was Lori. Lori and my son Vince, I think. Did <laughs> yeah. That. Um, when I have been sitting on the board of directors of Mary's for quite a long oh. time, and um, when we were talking about probably up to like four years ago, we were talking about, you know, preparations and just things we do for the 60th anniversary. And so I had this aha moment one day where I'm thinking, oh my God, what are we going to do? And um, I came up with the idea of a Italian family cookbook. Mm -hmm. And so I did all the research. I've never done a cookbook before. And so I did all the research, um, even before I even pitched it to the family of, you know, how, what it would take, what's involved, the cost. I did a tentative budget and everything. And then I proposed and made my proposal to Vince and the um, board and the shareholders. And, um, you know, I mean, everybody's like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. But, you know, it was like, we don't know how to do a cookbook, and I just kept at it. I mean, I was just like, no, no, we got to do the cookbook. So I think I wore the family down, and they finally <laughs> said yes. And um, that's kind of how it came to be. Well, the reason I ask is because I had an opportunity to interview the general manager of your Petaluma store, whose name is Whiting Sutter. Mm-hmm. Right. And he told me that if he told me the secret to the pizza dough, you know, one of those, I would not be able to leave the restaurant kind of things. <laughs> Uh, and um, and then, I guess about a month later, I hear that there's a cookbook that tells the secret, which I should let everybody know. Should I let everybody know what the secret is? Yeah, it's it's written in the book. <laughs> it's written in the book. Well, tell me, Don't Cully, tell what me. is they the secret? have to buy the book. You have yeah. to tell oh, them the secret. Oh, my God. No, I, they're <laughs> going to have to buy the book. The secret is the how it feels in your hands, wouldn't you say? It's got to have yes. the right resilience to the dough. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So all the ingredients are there, but the the secret is mixing it up, right? right. And and the love you have for cooking. All right. Yeah. You have to pat it with yeah. love. Right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Why is that an Italian tradition? I don't, I, know, I don't know what it is. Yeah. But we got to pat it first. Got to pat it. That's right. And then I think the <laughs> other secret is the tossing. Yeah. 
Oh, wait a minute. That yes. is, yeah. Well, they're, they're your, they're your newer store in uh, Boys Hot Springs, you built that cupola just so the pizza could go up in the air. I had a young pizza maker would throw it up 17 feet and it, <laughs> it would butterfly oh, beautifully. I don't remember seeing that. Oh, God, years ago. when he, but He's got another job now. But, yeah, he made a beautiful. I did it, but he did it even better. It really looked beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Who wants to tell us about how this, there's these stories? Because they, they build, they're basically family stories, really. And they're from gathered from members of the family, and they remember, you know, mom or grandma or whoever. And then uh, they're, I can't believe how many customers have their stories in the book, too. So how did you collect those? Um, I did a lot of interviews. Ah. And so we um, got together, all the family and myself, and we kind of identified the long-term customers. And then um, myself and, um, couple, you know, family members would interview them and um, just kind of get the fun stories. And then we, you know, would put together the, and weave it out through throughout the book. And then the other thing that came out of, you know, discussions and creative meetings was we came up with the idea to do Mary's Moments the, mm -hmm. because we kept getting so many great stories from the family and customers about, oh, I remember when Mary did this or I remember when Mary did that. So at the end of each chapter, there's like a one-page story about a fun, you know, thing with Mary. Right. So who wrote those sections? Um, it was a combination. We had a writer, and then I did some of it, and then... Um, the recipe tester wrote some of it, mm -hmm. so it was kind of a combination. Combination, of, uh, of yeah, yeah. People, a lot yeah. of people took, you know, had their eyes on it with editing, and you know, the family all, you know, read through it, and we edited and made adjustments accordingly. So it was really a, a team effort. So Toto, your name is on the front along with Peggy Obano and Anna Albano Byerly, mm -hmm. and uh, so do you. Do you claim authorship? Do I claim what? Authorship. Are you the author of this book? Are you the writer? It, no, it's... It's a combination. A combination. It's like making a pizza. Everybody was involved. Toto's combination. Yeah, and Lori is not telling the whole truth. She was working for us when she was 16 years old, and she was making notes then. Uh -huh. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> what were you doing? You, did you I live was, in, uh, in Boys Hot Springs, or where were you? I was born and raised in Sonoma. Sonoma. I went to Sonoma High. Oh, okay. And so I, and I was best friends with Terry. We grew up together. Uh -huh. So I was also, we always were, you know, we were waitresses at the Pizza Shack. And, I, and when Terry went on summer vacation, um, I took her place, and I worked with Mary and Toto. And so I was... I mean, I remember being there at the pizza shack, like, on a Friday night, and, you know, I got uh, the pizza number wrong, and I'll never forget that again. Oh, you're <laughs> the one who did the yeah, anchovy the pizza anchovies. mistake. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you sure they want anchovies, they <laughs> said in the back. Oh, and, and I was snotty. Yes, Toto, I know that's what they want. Oh, my gosh. It was this guy who, you, who yeah, oh, my yeah, word, this, yeah. is, this is too funny. <laughs> yeah. See, that's one of the stories in the book mm -hmm. in, in, that you can remember. I'm also surprised to read uh, how the... Uh, how Mary put the stuff together in this little teeny kitchen originally. Oh, God, you wouldn't believe it. It was an apartment stove. Mm -hmm. With four burners on top? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, big pots on it. She, I, nobody else, I think, could manage it the way she did. She just, it was incredible to make that great sauce mm -hmm. on these little four burners. Yeah. And uh, there was no room in there. There was really no room. But I, <laughs> We made it work. Right. We made it work. The busier it got, we were getting a little tighter, but we still made it work. So what year was it when you moved to, to across the street? 
to the new location of Boys and Girls. I started Boys. building it in 76, 76, and I finished it in 77. Okay. And then we moved in. I should probably let everybody know just to, you know, so I'm, I'm out there and everybody who's listening knows. My wife and I went to Mary's Pizza, the original Mary Shack, when oh, we were really? dating. Yes. Wow. Because she lived in Mill Valley and I lived uh, in wow. Millbridge and I'd come up and pick her up and then we'd come up to Sonoma County. Wow. Yeah. And then the when we moved here, which is, gee, in 83, the place we went to all the time then at that time was the Katari restaurant. Right. Which I think, Cully, you started, didn't you? That's correct. Yeah, that was the first one I opened. First one that was the separation from the the, the mother's umbilical code. That's correct. <laughs> yeah, that's a good so way of putting it. So why did you pick Katari? Well, Toto how I, did you, I guess? Well, Toto and I did that, uh, and... All of our so-called advisors told us we were crazy. Don't go to Katati. Why are you putting a restaurant in Katati? Oh, it, it there won't is a succeed. university there, and they do love pizza. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, to be honest with you, we didn't really know what we were doing. We just knew <laughs> that we wanted to open up another one, and this spot came available, and we thought, ah, oh, this looks good. And and we lived nearby. And oh, we lived that nearby. was the secret. Terry and I. Had, it was the commute. Yes, exactly. Yes. So. Yeah, he's telling the truth. It was by the seat of our pants uh -huh. that we opened that store. And then after we were open for a year, uh, our accountant and our lawyer came to us, and they said, you guys got to close this up. You're, you're draining all the money from the original shack. You're not making any money here. Really? Kelly and it was I was always busy. In the very beginning. Yeah, the first yeah. nine months, we were then, sweating it out. And Kelly and I talked about it after they told us these stories, and so we said, Let's keep going. Mm -hmm. Then it took off right after that. I'm glad you did, or otherwise we wouldn't have been eating there. Yeah. yeah. We had a neighbor that we took, uh, a young uh, girl that we took over there, and she says, well, this is really great. We don't get to eat gourmet pizza at my house. Mm. <laughs> so I thought you should know, from the eyes of about a 13-year-old, it was gourmet, gourmet pizza. Gourmet pizza. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. So... Well, it, it doesn't sound like that you had a game plan then. Did how, After the first one, did you decide, well, before we do any more expansion or go to different locations? You're in how many? You're, you've got 19 now. Correct. And you're in six different counties, if I've counted right? Well, Marin, uh, Contra Costa, Solano, Sonoma, Shasta. Right. I got five. Okay. Wow. Pretty good. Yeah. Napa. Napa. Oh, Napa. Napa. Yeah. Six. Yeah. That's his side. Napa okay. six. Yeah. Six. Yeah. Wow. And they're all headquartered and still in Boys Hot Springs. Correct. Right. Yes. That's the main office. That's right. the main office. Yeah. yeah. That's what I heard from uh, Whiting, that that's the main office. Right. That's right. <laughs> it's just the main office. Says it's this. the home office. It's the not home the, office. It's not the corporate office. It's, it's the, the home, home office. office. I like you. that. I yeah. Like good, that. good. Yeah. So, you know, Toto and I, Toto actually came to me. I had just graduated from college and. Uh, Tara and I got married, and mm -hmm. he said, oh, I'd like to open up some more restaurants. Why don't you come work for me? And, mm -hmm. and I said, well, that sounds good. You know, Keep it in the family. I, yeah. Right. And I said, I just don't want to sit here and manage your, you know, your Boys Hot Springs restaurant. If right. I'm going to work for you, let's, you know, let's build some restaurants. And we originally had just said, oh, let's build five restaurants. Mm -hmm. You know, let's make it a five-restaurant chain. Because why? Again, we were doing it from the seat <laughs> of our pants. 
<laughs> truly. We had no idea. Yes. No, truly. No business plan. <laughs> no. No, there was definitely no business plan. I, uh, I know several people who run and own restaurants and have been in it for, you know, 40, 50 years now. And the second location is the toughest one to get over. Right. Yeah, that yeah. was true. I think that, yeah, that definitely makes sense, yeah, based on our experience. So which one was the easiest to work with? Now, I've, and the interesting thing, and, and this is for people who don't know or haven't visited a variety of Mary's, they're not cookie cutter. No. No. And the original thing is that uh, when you moved to the new location in Boys Hot Springs, you wanted to make sure that the, or Mary wanted to make sure that the kitchen was open and visible to the customers in the front. So they could see you throwing the dough in the air. They could see you mixing the sauce. could see you chopping the lettuce and tomatoes and such. And that uh, is sort of consistent. Yes. It's a vi- it's, but it's different. Some are, you know, the whole back of the building. Some of them are off to the side, the, the kitchen part, et cetera. Does that depend on where you put the pizza ovens or what? Well, that, that's really um – it depends on the space that we, you know, lease out. Right. Now, except for the original Boysot Springs restaurant, we don't own any of this, um, the spaces. Ah. So we're going looking at shopping centers and finding spaces that we think will be good for the restaurant. But they're all different shapes and sizes and dimensions. And so you really have to just kind of piece things in together. But we always knew we wanted that kitchen especially the pizza line to be out front where people could see what was going on right right so but you're right they're not all laid out exactly the same and just it's not possible unless you were to buy some have bars some do not correct trying to remember i'm I'm picturing the different locations the one up in uh, windsor is quite different than say the one in the new one in petaluma yes oh yeah. yeah Now, the, the new one in Petaluma, did you have more of an input because had the building just had the four walls? Was that it when you decided to lease? Or Yeah, that, because that was a, uh, a brand new shopping center, right. and so there was a little more flexibility there. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, Terry, what uh, kinds of things did you do? You were waitressing, I remember, at 16, right? Well, probably started in there when I was about nine years old. Oh, well, that's child labor, so we can't say that. <laughs> well, at that time, you could do that under the family. Oh, right, yeah. right. Yeah, family that was for farmers, yeah. but it worked for restaurants, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, so um, so I, on Saturdays, would roll pizza dough and uh, make pizza boxes. And, uh, and then eventually, my grandmother sent me out to start waiting on tables. Mm-hmm. And uh, she wanted to always make sure we were having fun as we got a little bit older. Um, it was never like a job. And so <laughs> she would even say, oh, bring your friends in on Saturday. Let your friends yeah, work right, with you. Right. So one Saturday I had Lori come in and work with me, and, and then she started working there. Right. So other than did you ever do cooking? No, I no. never did cooking. I was always in the front, ah. always in the front um, as a waitress now one of the things you just said is you know rolling the pizza dough and uh one of the things that it suggests in the cookbook which is another secret we should probably let out here okay mm-hmm. is that you refrigerate the dough ahead of time and that if, if it's a little longer it actually makes it even better to work with is that right you, you've measured it out by weight yeah six ounce six ounce nine ounce different weights for different size pizzas right. 
and we'd roll it, and then we'd put it in a walk-in box mm -hmm. just to retard it a little bit because we were going to use it the next day. Otherwise, the yeast would make it all go yeah, puffy. Yeah, right. So we retarded a little bit. Then half hour before we started making the pizzas with that dough, we'd bring it out and let it warm up again. Mm -hmm. That was our way of doing it. Right. That must have been hard to do in the small kitchen because it had been so hot in there. Oh, I tell you the truth, it got hot, but it never bothered me. I was... Well, I, I meant the dough. I, was, I wasn't thinking... Oh, oh, oh I was, sorry. Oh. I wasn't worried about Toto. I was. Oh. I figured you could walk out of yeah, the Yeah, you had to be careful. If yeah. It'd blow up like... Right. Out of, right. You couldn't use it. Yeah. So we did put it in the walk-in to retard it a little bit, then pull it out again. And it, otherwise, it got hot in there, but we all handled it pretty mm -hmm. good. So when you open the one, I'm trying to remember the layout in Katadi. Yeah. So it's a hamburger place now, I think. Yeah, I think so. Uh, well, again, you walked in that front door and you would immediately uh, see the pizza line right in front of you. And then the dining room was to the right. With the splash guard or whatever, the sneeze right, guard. Up, yeah. With the sneeze guard. That was a health department uh, requirement. And uh, and then just directly, not behind it, but just lined up with the uh, pizza line was the cook's line. Mm -hmm. um, and then we would always have the salad maker just on the other side mm -hmm. of the cook. So. so what's the secret to the Mary's, what's it called, salad? Uh, signature it's salad. Who came up with the idea for the, the mini... Um, what is it called? Antipasta. Yeah, that was, was either Mary that or was my Anna. Mother. That was your mother. Yeah. yeah. And then I Anna, Anna added, added to it my sister. Yeah. yeah. But my mother was, people would come in just to get her salad sometime. Right. No, yeah, Just a salad. And uh, then my sister added a little bit more to it, like the cheese and. And the salami? No, my mother put the salami Oh, okay. There. The bean yeah. salad maybe? Or was no, that? No, my mother that started was, with okay. that too. <laughs> well. <laughs> Beets. Maybe the beets. Yes. Maybe the beets, yeah. The carrots. Mm -hmm. My sister liked carrots, and so she added that. Raw mushrooms? My mother was, she would was do that. the mushrooms. Yeah. My mother, yeah. I and she used to die, I cut them by hand. Oh, oh really? Put on the, on the salads. That's a long time ago. Though. Yeah, yeah. I think the original um, Mary's Italian salad dressing is what really made it help make it really popular, which was my dad's, my dad's recipe, right? Didn't you do Naughties. this? Oh, well, you used to go, he used to go to the winery and get the, the wine to make the, uh, the, the Italian red wine. wine red wine yeah. vinegar. Actually, it's Cabernet Sauvignon red wine vinegar. Is there you red? go. See? What? It, had to, it had to be the good stuff. And that's, a, that's an important point, is it had to be the right tastes and flavor combinations. I'll tell you, people complimented on that vinegar and they wanted to know where they can buy it and we were buying it in the wine at the winery mm -hmm. but he wasn't selling it right it just they to didn't you. want the connection vinegar and their wine <laughs> <laughs> so i'd go way down in the cellar uh -huh. with him and he had barrels of vinegar and we'd fill some that was going to be wine but that didn't happen no it didn't happen <laughs> <laughs> and he had it for years it probably was there 50 or more years wow yeah. That he kept. I won't tell everybody where the vinegar oh. came from because they want to be known for their wine. Yeah, it, they did not. They did not want vinegar connected with it, so we could not sell it or try to sell it for him 
to the customers who wanted it. He just sold it to us, and we were able to make our dressing with that. Right. Wonderful wine vinegar. There's a wonderful uh, vignette in here about Mary making her dressing, and she's laid out about six different wine bottles in front of her. That and was then she me. Puts, that was you wrote that. <laughs> okay. And you were doing that. I had up a to 30. Bit. Oh, did you? Towards wow. the end. Yeah. Until Cully said, Toto, we can't do that no more. Isn't that right? You wanted to Consistency? Have, yeah, I'm, I'm the bad guy. Okay, tell me what, how, what does the bad guy do? I mean, other than the one who the, the health department said you can't send stuff out the back door in other pots and pans, even though the neighbors would come to get their sauce without, you know, wouldn't do that. And then, yeah, she, then Mary would give them a piece of cardboard so they wouldn't bear their hands when they were carrying it away. That's right, yeah. Well, no, I was just the person who, you know, once we started having, you know, three, four, five restaurants, right. I started thinking we're not going to be able to do this, you know, the way they were doing it in the original shack for so many years. And so I started putting, you know, things into place and trying to get it a little bit more organized so that we could expand. It's a consistency thing. Yeah. 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 Well, so, but Mary was not happy with me when I was trying to, <laughs> you know, get her to tell me her recipes. And she said, well, it's a pinch of this. It's yeah, a handful I, I, of we that. We happened to, my wife and I happened to be in the, the shop one time when Mary was not happy with one of her kids. I, I don't, can't remember who it was, but uh, she let him know how things should be done, how she did them, should, how not how they should be done, how they will be done. She fired me three times. <laughs> Three times. Three times. And I have a family at home. Right. I wasn't going back, and she wasn't calling me until finally I went back. <laughs> Christmas is coming, right? Or the birthday, something. Well, yeah. I just got scared that she was working my late hours, too. And well, uh, she'd start really early in the morning. She'd start early in the morning. Yeah. And so I was worried about that. So I walked in one day, and we looked at each other. We smiled, and we just kept working. As though you hadn't even left. Yeah, well, she knew you'd come back. You knew you'd come back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what families do, don't they? Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I do this all the time. I try not to, but I... Toto, it's okay. Yeah, you know, that's, a, that's it's more than okay. In fact, me. it's wonderful. You're Italian, you know. So, my mother was very special with me. Very special, me and my sister. Right. She taught us everything we knew about mm -hmm. the pizza business, mm -hmm. and uh, we've been successful so far. Right. Been very good, and it's all because of her. And that's really, that, that sums up the whole uh, feel and emotion of the book and why we did it. Right. It's just what Toto said. And, um, you know, the stories in there are just so heartfelt and um, endearing. Right. She was a, uh, she knew how things should be done, and she wanted you to do it that way. For but her time. That, that's right. However, the bad man came in and said, we know how to, we need to take this genius that can say, oh, you fill the pot up to here, right? Mm -hmm. Well, you don't have that pot in, you know, another location, do you? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think the fun thing is about, by the way, this, this story changes during the book. It's either $600 or $700 that she started the. Seven. Seven. You know. 
because she came to me and says, I got, I want to open up a pizzeria. I was working in the shipyard. And I said, Ma, how much you got? It takes money. She said, I got $700. Right. I says, put that in the bank, Ma, this for your retirement. This is 1959. Yeah. And 700 went a long way. A but long way. Not, yeah, still not a lot. And she said, nope, I'm going to do this. And by God, look what she did. Well, there's another thing. You know, restaurants are the most often open and quickest closing right. businesses in this country. Because everybody exactly. says, oh, you know, there's wonderful food. Well, will you pay for it? Yeah. Right. Right. The other fun thing is about how pizza was not her thing. She had to learn it from another pizza maker from San Francisco. My uncle, uh-huh. who taught her how to make it commercial style, you know? Right. Make it round. Because she did the thick crust, the focaccia crust. Fugazzi, Fugazzi. Right. exactly. For me and my sister. Fugazzi. Say that again. Fugazzi. Fugazzi. Okay. That's the way I say it. Well, it sounds good to me. And uh, she That's made the Neapolitan, that right? Huh? That's the Neapolitan way to right. say it. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yes, it is. None of this focaccia stuff that we yeah, that, get away with, right? That's right. It's like rigot. <laughs> yeah. Not ricotta. <laughs> Am I right? You're rigot. right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I cringe. It doesn't spell that way. It doesn't matter. That's how it's pronounced. Well, I hear it pronounced on television by these actresses and actors. I think, whoa, that must be the new American way. We had Kat Cora, who's one of the Iron Chefs, on here for the book she'd written one time. And she was saying, you know, every time I go around the country, somebody comes and corrects some food stuff that I pronounce wrong. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, it's an Italian-based or something. In their part of Italy, they said it this way. And in that part of Italy, they said it this way, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Very true. Yeah. Different areas. Yeah. Different kinds of food. Different accents. When I went there years ago... Two of my nieces that lived there with their parents told me I talked Chinese. I didn't talk Italian. Chinese? Yeah, they they were making fun of me. Oh, okay. They were making fun of me because I would speak the dialect. Right. And they'd speak the You speak, spoke San Francisco Italian, North yes, Beach Italian. that's what I spoke. That's right. And that's different. Yeah. That's not Abruzzo or somewhere else. <laughs> or Rome, you know. Those people have an entirely different way of speaking. Different. Whoa. Yeah. I couldn't understand them half the time. So we're back to, let's go back to the pizza. So your uncle, was that right? My uncle. Your uncle taught Mary how to make pizza dough and pizza entirely. Exactly. With a thinner dough. Right. And uh, the ladle of sauce around. Right. And and did you fold up the edges? I, I'm trying to remember how I watch you guys make it. We never fold the edges. Never fold the edges We pound up. the dough so there would create an edge. Oh, okay. So you pushed it down instead of going. Yeah. 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 Like this, and then we... Good. Yeah. Yeah. Got to be pretty good. Well, it's fun because the, the most famous pizza that, that Mary liked to make was the anchovy one because she was used to the fish from the fisherman family. That was made for me, especially That's for me. because you loved it. That was your favorite. doesn't that matter was... that it's called Toto's Combination. That is not your favorite on the, I have, the menu. I have pizza dough. Chopped tomatoes, mm-hmm. anchovies, Fresh tomatoes. olive oil, and garlic. No cheese. No cheese. I haven't eaten cheese in 60 years. Wow. Interesting. Not because I got sick from it. I just... It's not your thing? I just I tried it many times. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I just couldn't get to liking it. Right. Right. So, Kelly, I'm going to shift to you. How do you determine when you're doing more than one or five or 19 restaurants... Which particular cheese, for instance, you will use, or which particular 
uh, is it canned sauce that you start with now, or is it cooked in the house? Or no, we do it uh, all in house. It's uh, you know we'll use different types of canned tomatoes, mm-hmm. and then we mix it in with our own spices. Yeah. Right. So uh, those you know those kinds of decisions evolved over time. I mean, originally when you know I started working for Toto and Mary, it was just you know they had the recipes, they had the concept, and all I was trying to do was figure out how to recreate that in another town or another space. So as as so, I read, you sat and watched and wrote down notes. Yeah, when people were yeah. putting stuff together. Uh, well, I had to stop Mary and say, okay, let me measure. What What is that pinch? Is it a half a teaspoon? Or, <laughs> no, it's this, you know. these two fingers. Right. <laughs> so, uh, and that took quite a lot of time. Um, but we finally got it down, and then we were able to put a recipe book together. and That's used uh, in-house. That's used, used in-house, right, exactly. Right. Um, and so, you know, when you're talking about the products, which cheese to use or which tomatoes to use, it was just kind of evolved. And we would, you know, look at different things. Maybe Mary would get an idea or Anna or Toto, and they would just say, okay, let's, let's try this. I think this might be better. Mm-hmm. Um, but even like the marinara sauce, it's so funny. The marinara sauce is something that each family member kind of has their own little twist to it, you know? Mm-hmm. They're kind of like, oh, I like to do this with my marinara sauce. And <laughs> so really, I, I don't know if the public noticed it or not, but our marinara sauce changed many I, times I, yes, over the years. Yes, I, I've tasted different. Yeah. It's like the soups. They're not always the same, you know, the And that's because it's all scratch cooking. Yeah, and yeah. so, yeah, each one is going to be yeah, slightly different. Right. Yeah. You have been listening to a tasty edition of Word by Word Conversations with Writers in Northern California, Public Media, KRCB-FM. Tasty because we are featuring an insider's look at the newly released Mary's Italian Family Cookbook. This book is a testament to the talent and tenacity of the woman who started it all, Mary Fazio, who at the age of 46 uses her $700 life savings to open the original Pizza Shack and Boys Hot Springs in a Sonoma County-based business that now has 19 pizza restaurants. The one other thing that's fun about this book is it's called at the front an Italian family cookbook and it takes you out of the restaurant and into the homes of the different members of the family for you know big events when you get together or just small family events and where you're making things that we don't see in the restaurant. Mm -hmm. Although apparently one time rabbit was served there. I've never seen it there but you know. Rabbit was served there yeah, yeah by my mother. By your mother. Mm-hmm. And um, and the one the other thing I'm not seeing, which I really would like to try, is the zucchini blossom, fried zucchini oh. blossoms. My mother made those at the holiday time. Yeah, those. Yeah, that was very good. My sister can make those uh-huh. if, if we wanted to put them back in again. Well, no, I don't know if it's a restaurant thing, but it'd be fun to be oh, yeah. at one of your you know family get-togethers now. We do a, a Christmas fa- whole family. Right in the Boy Spring store in the back room when we're closed. And we make all, mainly it's crab cioppino mm. and marinated crab, and plus some few other things, and we all have Christmas Day there, right? Right, right. right. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, crab for Christmas is our family tradition, too. So mm. with sourdough bread, you got to have that. Oh, God, and, yes. and best foods mayonnaise. 
I don't know if you do the mayonnaise. No, I don't. Oh well, you see, but you marinate the crab, so right. yeah. it gives it a different flavor. Yeah, yeah. Merit, we uh, have an altogether different flavor. Yeah. All right. And that recipe is <clears throat> in the book, right? Yes. 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 It, is. it is. It is. What is your favorite uh, recollection of of cooking that you did? Because you do cooking at home, Terry. Mm -hmm. Right. What's your favorite thing to make? My favorite thing to if make. If you say, if you're going to say something like, uh, I don't know, sushi, I'm going to laugh. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite thing to make is the, um, uh, my favorite thing to eat and okay. make is the clam spaghetti. Oh, yeah. See, I there's another. The that's, the, that's the other input from the being by the ocean or the bay. Yeah. Yeah. When she served me a plate of that, my mother, many years ago, mm. I was just a kid. I said, I can't eat that. What is that? Now I eat Because they were whole clams, weren't they? I, they were, no. They were canned. Can. Oh, canned. Canned geisha. Oh, But yeah. they were whole. They really? Were whole baby. They were whole, whole baby, baby clams. clams. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. what my mother would make clam chowder out of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She was from another. She was from the East Coast, from Gloucester, Massachusetts. Lots of Italian and Portuguese fishermen you know that she knew and grew up with there and uh -huh. same kind of things wonderful food really really wonderful food. yeah it's it's too it, it just takes me back as i read these these stories and you know can i can just see you know or picture the people even though i didn't know them because the photographs are really fun yeah you've got yeah, some they... wonderful family around the table photos oh yeah 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 that's that, that was fun part of putting the book together, too, is working with the family, mainly Terry's um, sisters. And it was just fun to, you know, go through the photos. And then the funny part was figuring out the name of the person in the photo, you know, because sometimes, you know, right. putting all that pieces together was fun. Yeah. Well, you've got a, you've got an interesting way of doing it. It's, it. If it takes up the whole page, it's on the page before mm -hmm. or after yes. it. Right. Yeah. Gives the uh, captions and who's there. So it helps. Very helpful. We, we keep this on our coffee table at home. Do you? And we go through it just here and there. Found uh -huh. any things with it you need to twist it a little bit so that, uh, oh, by the way, that I don't even black open my mouth about that. <laughs> you mean on the second edition as hard that we're going to do? <laughs> as hard as they worked, I'm not, I'm not saying that. Okay. So how did you test the recipes? Did you do that in the kitchens and the restaurants? or? No. Oh. We, well, we did it at... Um, Different houses. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because we would get all... The one thing that was really interesting, too, is when you're testing recipe, you have to really make... You have to look at your ingredients and make sure that the um, home cook can source the ingredients because some of the things that they use at the restaurant, you know, is from a restaurant... restaurant supply. Restaurant supply. Right. So it wasn't only just the testing and the ratios, but we also then had to say, okay, we can't use this and make sure that, you know, you could go into the grocery store... Mm -hmm. And find the right ingredients to be able to use in the recipes. So yeah, an example of one of those things in here is the sweet um, Italian sausage, and the suggestion is depending on where you get it now because it's available, you know, in packages in grocery stores. It didn't used to be; you just have to get a bulk mm -hmm. ground. Um, is it depends on what um, spices are in it. Mm -hmm. You don't have to add it if it's already in it, mm -hmm. and they often yeah. are now. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, so we did the testing um, in, in different houses through from the family mm -hmm. and tested over, you know, a period of time. Probably it was off and on. It took probably, I'm going to say, you know, a year 
to get through all the recipes. Yeah. You know, why we were oh, doing right. all sure. the other stuff. Sure. Yeah. No, it will, because you don't want to get the wrong thing in there. No. Or miss an ingredient and have everybody say, it didn't work. Right. right. Yeah. No. And that was one of the things that, you know, that we really were adamant that the recipes had to be tested and, you know, true to, to the taste. Yeah. Well, one well, of the things. Brother, that, our yeah. brother-in-law, Vince Dito, he's our food and beverage manager. Right. Um, at Mary's and so he was really heading up mm-hmm. that piece of it and then we have two really long time employees Mike Malay and Mike Shepard right that were right there with him helping him you know figure all those things out to try to get it into a at home recipe as opposed to a you know commercial right. kitchen yeah. so you really shouldn't say but just three people on the cover it's 54 people yeah <laughs> <laughs> And that well, is the truth. That well, is the truth. You know, Mike Millay, who was on the recipe team, he actually um, worked and cooked uh, with Mary. Mary uh-huh. taught him. Yeah. You know, so he was just so crucial because he would stay true to Mary. You Channel know, when Mary. We were... Right. That's right. Well, that's important. Yeah. Because she's – one of the things I was surprised is uh, – the one thing that I think has stayed very consistent in taste is the meat sauce. And so I look at the recipe for the meat sauce. It's not what I thought it was at all. <laughs> So I just so you know the flavor that I like that's in there uh-huh. comes from something other than what I, if I was to make it at home it wouldn't taste the same because I'd start out with the ground beef and I'd be wrong. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you got to do what my mother did to the ladies in the little shack that come in and say, Mary, I know you won't give it to me, but can I have the recipe for the meatballs or can I have the oh, recipe for the yeah, salt? Yeah. And my mother would say, Sure, honey. And she'd say, You write this all down, and the lady, the young mother, would take it home. Come back a couple of weeks later it's and say, Mary, you didn't give me the same stuff that you're making it with. Would right. You? And by God, she said to them, you have to make this with love. If you don't make it with love. No, absolutely. That's right. Okay. I've got, I've got several of these marked, and I know one of those was the meatball. Where is it here? That far? Oh, my gosh. Mary's Signature Meatballs. Now, the secret. Who came up with the as big as your head phrase? Oh, that was some marketing person. Really? Many years oh, ago. I thought somebody, because it was a little kid said it on the radio. Right, that was our nephew, ah. uh, Benny. Cool. But, but I don't remember who the marketing person I think was. It was the, the one gentleman that you guys used for a long time. Oh, David Fry? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah maybe I think, it was I David think it was him. Yeah. yeah. Okay, because yeah. I yeah. still remember those ads. Yeah. The radio, of course, right? Yeah. But anyway, the secret. Uh, for the signature meatballs, for instance, is fresh, flat-leaf parsley. Is that Italian parsley? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. yes, right. Not that crunchy stuff. No. no, no, no. Ground beef and sweet Italian sausage. See, I would not have put that in, but that's what does it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Combinations. And the dried breadcrumbs, and it says right here hmm. how to make the breadcrumbs. And you're not supposed to use the crust. You take the crusts off because otherwise they, they're too clunky or something. If there's too much of a crust oh, on there, okay. then you peel it off after you start smashing it, after it's soaked. Right. Now, you're using a different bakery now for the the, friend, the sourdough bread than you were a while ago. Am I right? Because they're, they're putting the name of the bakery on the menu as well. Yes, yeah. Well, again, when I first started with Mary's and for many years, it was the Sonoma French Bakery. Yes. And then um, their daughter took it over, 
and I believe she called it Basque at that time. Oh, right? yes. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah, right down then, by the, yeah, off by the theater there. Correct, yes. yeah. yeah, near the Sebastiani Theater. And so, uh, but since then, she's retired and sold it. And so there's a different company that has it. So right now, we're using Cousteau. Cousteau, in, that's uh, good. Hillsburg, yeah, yeah. right. But yeah, it's, it's tough. We were all so used to that Sonoma French Bakery. Right. So do you you have trucks that deliver to all your French? Are they franchises? I guess are they family owned or how are they owned? They're all family owned. They're all family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, most of the product um, comes from a large distributor. Um, we tried at one point to to have a commissary mm -hmm. at that stage, and I don't remember how many years ago we wanted to. Again, try to keep things as consistent as possible. So we had one cook that was making the meatballs and right, stuff, and right. then we would ship it out. But it just was wasn't cost effective. It was too expensive to try to do that, and so we just went back to having the cooks make all that stuff in house. Mm -hmm. So, Whiting, the manager down in Petaluma, told me there's a competition between the different outlets. It's who's going to sell the most whatevers. You know, most oh, pizzas God. are the most, uh, hot, um, I don't know, hot dogs are the most salads or something, you know, and, they, and they're all jockeying to get to be the number one. They, they do that, have done that for years. Now the big thing is who's going to sell the most cookbooks. Well, <laughs> and I should mention they're available at the stores. Yes. Uh, they're not in bookstores. No, it's But you can get them online at, at is it Amazon has it? Um, no, it's at Mary's Pizza Shack. Mary's online. Pizza Shack. Yeah, our online. website. Okay. And so, yeah, they're exclusively only at the Mary's And if location. you're really, really smart, you go buy one of these uh, gift packages. Because yes. not only does it have the book, but it has a red Mary's apron and a $10 Mary's money? Money card. Yeah, yeah. Mary's money card, uh -huh. which you can use anytime. All too. wrapped up in a medium in pizza a box. Very nicely wrapped up in a, yeah. Thank you. Red and white. The ribbon kind of things. It's fun. That's where I got my book. So, um, how should someone sit down? Okay, first of all, we got three kinds of people out there. One, there's the the people who are local who've been to Mary's and know it and say, "Oh, I really love the I don't know the hot dog and a you know hot dog and a blanket." Hot dog and a blanket. Uh, another one who says, oh, I go there only for the salads, that kind of stuff. Then we got the people who've seen Mary's as they've driven by, but they haven't gone in yet. Right? right? Then we got the people in all the rest of the world who don't know Mary's from whatever. So can they pick this book up, follow these recipes, and get the flavor and taste and smells as though they are in a Mary's? And which ones should they pick first? Well, ah. Something interesting happened to me. I was on the porch having lunch in the Boy Spring store with my wife. And a customer, lady and a husband and wife, were eating there and they saw me and they came over and they said, you know, my son had a housewarming for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Started at nine in the morning and it went till nine o'clock at night. And he made gnocchis mm -hmm. all day long. And he said, she said, she couldn't believe the compliments for his sauce and the gnocchi. Gnocchis are the hardest thing in the world to make. They're potato starch based. Yeah. yeah. And she said he did a wonderful job, and he's so pleased with his cookbook, he's doing a lot of the cooking, him and his new wife. <laughs> but, yeah, that was the first time I heard something that 
that really good. Yeah. Well, we did. Uh, we used Mary's for the second day for the the leftovers from our. We did had a fiftieth anniversary a couple mm. years ago, and had all kinds of 120, 140 people at the house. So we had food for the midday, and then for those who you know were staying on, we ordered lasagnas, a vegetarian and a uh, meat lasagna from, and then the salads, the the Caesar and the and the Mary's signature. And I had not had the vegetarian lasagna, and it is outstanding, although I don't see it often in the restaurants. because no, we don't a, serve it in the restaurant except in the party trays. Right, yeah. and it has a bechamel sauce, which is, makes it entirely different, really good. I'm going to recommend that for somebody. Is, and that's in here, too, I think. Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah, yeah both the here. meat lasagna and the vegetarian. Right. So if you want a really fun flavor that somebody's going to say, oh, my gosh, you know, because a lot of times you're trying to figure out when a lot of people come, somebody's got a veggie this, and and everybody will love that one. That could be done as a special, too, Cully, can it? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, think, I know you. Now, that's the other fun thing is the specials. One of the things that you've always done, and Mary's has always done, is the, you know, the helping local schools and the other nonprofits with the, you know, the food uh, Donation. donations. You come in with a little piece of paper you got from whatever your organization is, and then Mary's donates, what, 20% or something? It's 15. 15%. 15%. Okay. Yeah. That's a good deal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those are very popular, and it's just a good way uh, to give back to the community, and it's a, it's a win-win, really, for everybody. So do you want to talk about things that didn't work or not? We don't have to. <laughs> well, no, you're not in Katati, for instance. What happened there? So, well, we really outgrew Katati. Ah. We uh, that spot, that uh, shopping center. Uh, really, the parking was not very yes, good, and yes. we on our weekend nights, we just got a lot of complaints from customers. Hey, I can't get in there, or they would order to go food, and they would drive around the parking lot for 15 minutes trying to find a spot just so they could come in and pick up their to go food. Mm -hmm. So uh, we eventually moved to a bigger uh, location in uh, Roner Park, right? Which is where we are still today. And that's uh, not okay. That's independently owned by one of the family members now. Is that right? That's the Roner Park. A, that one's owned by Tara and me. Oh. Okay. Yeah. See? Well, yeah. that's why. Well, because we... I, I, knew, I knew you looked familiar because yeah. I've seen you there 20, 30 times. Yeah. That's yeah. our place to go because we're over at Kaiser somewhere or Costco, so... Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. No, we uh, we raised our family here in Roanoke Park, uh -huh. and, uh, and so we, uh, you know, took that over in, what, it was just like nine years ago? See, so like you that. made the lasagnas for our 50th... Uh, Wedding anniversary, mm. all right. Well, not me personally. <laughs> no, no, I got it from Cully. Just say thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you, Terry. All right. That is so cool. So um, you don't do the salad dressings anymore, though. Is that right? No, we don't make those from scratch. Well, we make no, most of No, I thought you them, used to have them in bottles, as I remember, oh. for sale. Right. Oh, yes. Says, oh, the yeah. Italian dressing. The yes. Italian. Sonoma yeah. Market still carries them. Oh, do they? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they still carry them. Nobody else does. Because those were good. Yeah, yeah, they were very good. Yeah. But you talked about something that didn't work. That right. was one of the things that didn't work. We thought we could get into the salad dressing business, mm -hmm. but found out it was way too competitive. Yes. Yeah. 
Mr. Newman's trying to take over the shelf space. Yes. Yes. <laughs> a lot of people are, and they're willing to pay to take over that right. shelf space. Right. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, that's the other fun thing is that to find out, you know, how the salad dressings are made and the soups are made and the desserts are made. and the uh, It's just an astoundingly fun book to do. Uh, my my wife and I used to use a book. Uh, there was a TV show on PBS called Romanoli's Table. I don't know if you remember that. But there was an Italian couple who put out a cookbook, and ours is stained with surprisingly <laughs> red spots all through it. And uh, so this is going to take that place because it's much more fun, and the tastes are ones we know and love. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Okay, so we've got some other. Who wants to share a story? It doesn't have to be about Mary, although that often happens. Tell us about the customers. Which ones do you remember with fondness? What, the ones who, you know, come from other countries or have never had a pizza before or something like that. I had an interesting story. A, a Japanese airliner with his, these two pilots landed in San Francisco, and they took a ride up to Sonoma because they had a couple of days off. Mm -hmm. And that they found their way into our store and never didn't know what pizza was or anything. Because it's cheese. They don't eat much no. cheese in Japan, no. And I'll be a son of a gun. They made us make a pizza, wrap it in dry ice, and they took it back to Japan with them <laughs> in the airplane. In the airplane. I couldn't believe that they did that. Well, they knew something good. And then I got a phone call a few days later, and they told me who they were, because I forgot. And we got it here, and it was wonderful. Thank you so much. Wow. Wow. So they do it uncooked or there was it already cooked? It was partially Partial cooked. Oh, okay. That's a good way. Yeah. Get it set a little bit. Yeah. Wouldn't goose around. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Right. And then I had another interesting story. I was running a Boy Spring store, the big store, and uh, a guy was sitting on one of the tables and he come charging up towards the counter. I thought, oh, man, what's going on? What's happening here? He said, I gotta use your phone, I gotta call New York. I says, I can't let you use my phone. <laughs> call New York. <laughs> He's off. I'll reverse I'll, the charges. Okay, yeah, Don't okay. worry. He's screaming at his buddy, I found it, I found it, I found this little Mary's pizza shack. I'm eating here now. Right. Aren't you sorry? You're not with me? Because <laughs> that guy had told him about uh, it when he came here. You gotta go there. You gotta go yeah. there. And then he got so excited about finding it and enjoying it. Right. That he had to call him right then. We didn't have cell phones at that time, but we came and used ours. But honestly speaking, and I'll let them tell you more, but we could go on for two weeks. <laughs> really, really. There's so many great stories, and it, it all revolves around my mother. Uh huh. What's, uh, what's the name of the, uh, the guy that owns the Glen Ellen Inn? Chris. Chris. Oh, yeah. So Chris uh, was a young man, and he worked for us at the, at Mary's and Boys Hot Springs. Mm -hmm. And I think he did a variety of jobs. I don't know if it was just uh, cooking or if he did some serving, but he worked for us. And he was a good kid and did a nice job. And then he decided he wanted to go off to New York because he really wanted to become a chef. And he uh -huh. wanted to work with some really good <laughs> chefs in New York City. And so um, he went there and he kept, you know, taking his resume to, you know, restaurant after restaurant. And everybody kept turning him away because he didn't have any real um, professional training. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and finally, he went to this one restaurant, um, and he gave the guy's resume, and the chef was looking at it and said, well, you worked at Mary's Pizza Shack? He goes, oh, I'm going to hire you on the spot. I, I went out to uh, I went out to Boys Hot Springs. I love that restaurant. Yes. If you work there, you got to be a good employee. You, and and, and I like that, but you know the process of how to run a restaurant. Yeah. And, and then the he booth. came back and he opened up his own restaurant in Glen Ellen. That's fun. He's doing very well. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Keeping it clean. Yeah. Yeah. True story. True wow. story. Which of you used to climb under the deck and get the quarters and things? <laughs> My son. Your son. Yeah. yeah. We had slot. Yeah, little coins. spaces yeah. between the, the boards. And uh, Nani would send them un under there to get the silverware that would fall through. Right, the knives especially. Right. Yeah. And he uh, would start finding money under the <laughs> Coke machine. Mm -hmm. And boy, he was so excited to find 50 cents, 35 cents, and... He didn't mind going under there with the spiders. <laughs> did did uh, Mary go and, and toss a few down the, before he went? Uh, it, if she did, she didn't tell me. <laughs> but nothing, nothing surprised me. Yes, yes. So, Laura, um, how did you call? <laughs> how did you call all the good stuff out of all the possible stories you could have included and you could add twice as uh, long a book? That was the hard part, actually. Um, but, you know, everybody had input on it, you know, so we um, kind of would have, we had family meetings throughout the whole development process of the book. Mm -hmm. So we started when, um, with all the, you know, ideas of what kind of book we wanted to do and, you know, what they liked about, you know, certain cookbooks and not. And then right. it kind of evolved from there. And then every time we had a milestone of reaching, um, you know, finish point with the manuscript, then we would have the family give input. And then, you know, some of them we just had to, you know, pare down and, right. you know, kept really the favorite, the ones that kind of kept coming out over and over again. And, um, you know, I, I've already started pitching a second cookbook, second version, volume two. Well, you know, I'm not, not to tell you how to do this, but just think about this. It seems to me that there needs to be at least a group of five or six of you who go back to Italy and compare the food there with what you prepare. And that would all be paid for as cost of the expense of there doing this next book. Oh, oh I'll start working on that. See? <laughs> You've got to think in a, great, in a great bigger ideas. way. But, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know if you need to bring it back in dry ice. but <laughs> <laughs> it, No, but, I mean, seriously, think of the of the possibilities then. You can have a couple of years of these. This is the, the Neapolitan. This, but how do you say the name of the island? Ischia. Ischia? Ischia. Like Ischia. Uh, original flavor. Right, because right. the the soupe de mar for the 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 catch of the you know the sea kind of yes. thing. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't I don't know. Remember seeing that in the restaurant ever? No, mm. no. But it, it could be for a really 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 special occasion kind of sure. thing. Sure. Yeah. I mean that's um, ideas are everywhere, right? Right. How do you keep it focused? Because that's one of the things I found out from Whiting is that he said his restaurant is significantly different because of the bar. They got a lot of people who arrive, you know, five o'clock, right. happy hour kind of stuff, just for the bar. And there's a, you know, patio right next to it, so they can go out. It's easy to use that way, so it's well laid out for that. Right. And then they hang around, and then they're joined by, you know, their their significant other and the kids, and you know, after the that's, games or whatever. Yeah. That's very true. The other thing that's fun is that almost everyone I've been to has a, a breakout room, or what do you call it, a family room. 
separate for where mm, so like the back room yeah the, called it the back room the yeah. back room but that was intentional i assume for groups to come and have their parties and their you know after little league etc cetera, etc cetera. that was the new pizza shack in yes Boy yes not the old one right well there wasn't any room you'd sit on the porch we we had a little back room that we took over another cabin directly behind right. ours well that was always filled with Boxes of pizza could, boxes. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and we you had used to have to shift them out to you know sit outside if somebody wanted to use that room. <laughs> I mean, I remember that. We yeah, we had salami hanging from the ceiling. yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the board of health liked that, but I no, like that. <laughs> we had table for our employees. Oh. that was for employees to go back there and have a little dinner. Right, and pretty soon, people wanted to sit back there. And they'd go by and they'd look in my mother's soup and my sauce, uh, her sauce cooking, and they go, wow, this is for real. Yeah. People and, would uh, call that the VIP room. Yeah, That's what it is in the book, yeah. I think. Yes, yeah. yes. I was trying to remember. Yeah, and then right. the four people that had it every every day, five days a week, were, you know, Ron Preston and his group. Right. And when we have somebody else in there ahead of him, oh, they get very insulted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, there's a story after story after story after story, but I think we need to call this to an end, so I'm going to do. You have been listening to a tasty edition of Word by Word Conversations with Writers on Northern California Public Media, KRCB-FM. Tasty, because we are featuring an insider's look at the newly released Mary's Italian Family Cookbook. And we had the opportunity to hear from the horse's mouth, so to speak, or at least one generation or two down, where we had... uh, the people who wrote the cookbook, who were raised by Mary, who were trained by Mary, who uh, waitressed for Mary, and now have all come together to, to put this very fun book together. So Toto Albana, Cully and Terry Williamson, and Laura DiPietro, I thank you for joining us at the table today. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So uh, today, <laughs> I've got to be honest with everybody and, and tell you that in the spirit of full disclosure, you should know that our radio engineer, Anthony Garcia, fondly recalls celebrating Little League games and family parties at Mary's Pizza Shack in what city? Sebastopol. Sebastopol. Yeah. And that I and my wife and family visit various Mary's locations for lunch, dinner, or takeouts. Our station manager is Sean Knight, radio coordinator Wendy Nicholson, podcast archivist is Mark Prell. Our theme music is by Bill Conti, and I am your host, Gil Manser. We invite you to join us for the next Word by Word broadcast from 4 to 5 on Sunday afternoon, December 9th, with with our celebrated Gift Books for the Holiday show, featuring the book buyers from the local Copperfields bookstores, Cheryl Cotler and Michelle Bella. Until then, here's a Thanksgiving quote from Mary Fazio herself. If you love what you're doing, you'll be successful. (music) 